A spectator subscription is now better value than ever before. As a new subscriber joining today, you'll pay just £1 a week for unlimited online and app access in your first year. To subscribe today, go to spectator.co.uk forward slash unlimited. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Isabel Hardman and I'm joined by Fraser Nelson and Katie Balls. Well, Keir Starmer is back from holiday and he's back with a, a bang. Is that too complimentary? He's been announcing a new policy to deal with rising energy bills. Here's what he had to say. Our proposal, which is to prevent those energy prices going, uh, increases going forward, will also dampen inflation. And therefore, the money that would otherwise be paid on our debt, because inflation is so high, would not have to be paid. So that's how we'll pay for it. I mean, as you said just a moment ago, millions of families are really struggling to make ends meet, to pay their bills. And the price cap is going to go from just under about £2,000 per household to £3,500 in October and then to £4,200 in January. Katie, just bring us up to speed on the details of the policy. So Keir Starmer, as you say, it's his big intervention and uh, ultimately is to freeze the energy price cap. So the rise that is expected in October that we still don't have the exact figures on, but all the projections uh, are, are pretty scary to lots of people being projected to go over 3000 ultimately is to put to make sure that doesn't happen and in order to fund that to extend the windfall tax along with a series of other measures. Now, if it sounds a little bit familiar, I think that's also because Gordon Brown has suggested something quite similar, as has Ed Davey for the Liberal Democrats. So as Keir Starmer has been away, there have been other figures, none in government, but uh, you know some Labour, some Liberal Democrat who have been talking about this. Does it matter that Keir Starmer comes in after them? Well, I, I think ultimately, at least looks like Labour has a plan. There have been some to query the plan already. Um, obviously, some are welcoming, but I think there's questions or there's criticism already as to, well, that this would apply to everyone. And therefore, should it be more targeted? Is it the case that you know even the richest households should be uh, you know spared from this price cap? And two, given you don't know how long the energy prices are going to be at this high price, how long can you actually have this measure in place for? Because Keir Starmer is indicating potentially up to March next year. But if the situation in Ukraine continues as it is, and the other factors given its factors beyond any government, you know, domestic government's control where the, the price is going to be. Are you just putting off something which is then going to come as a nasty surprise later down the line? Fraser, Katie mentioned Gordon Brown's proposals and as she said, Keir Starmer does pick up on some of them, but he doesn't go as far as the former Labour Prime Minister who suggested that as a last resort, the energy companies could be temporarily renationalised. So is Keir Starmer going to be having a, a struggle being tugged to the left, even by people who, who aren't sort of, you know, Corbynistas like Gordon Brown? To be honest, I think he's reasonably well positioned right now. I mean, there is a, an opinion poll today showing that three in four of Tory voters actually back Keir Starmer's plan. So what is more important for him right now is that he takes the wind out of Tory sails, that he is seen to be the one who's got better ideas than Liz Truss or Rishi Sunak. Of course, there'll be many in the Labour left who want to renationalise um, it just almost for the sake of it. Although you know, I have to say that when, you're, when the government is telling energy companies what it can and can't charge, there isn't that much just difference really between regulated to that extent and nationalised 
anyway. And he's um, proposing, I think Starmer says it, he would backdate the windfall tax imposed in May to January. And um, it's to scrap £400 payments because they wouldn't be needed. So this is quite a, an ambitious fiscal plan that he's got. And I think Starmer will be making the running with this. And again, just like the original windfall tax plan, it wouldn't surprise me if the Tories end up doing something similar to what he is proposing. Let's not forget that the idea of an energy price cap itself is a Labour idea stolen by the Conservatives. So there isn't really that. I mean, right now, for a long, long time now, the Tories have been using Labour as their think tank in energy. They've been just stealing various uh, ideas. I think the, the one thing which Keir Starmer says, which jumped out at me, was that this, if he um, imposes this price cap, it would cut inflation from 13% to 9%. In other words, if people aren't facing very high energy bills, that will have a technical effect of cutting inflation, and therefore that will stop the wage price spiral, and it will be seen as him tackling inflation in general. So not just energy costs, he'll be tackling, tackling the general inflation costs. Of course, I, I, am, I think this is all nonsense. Um, it is just impossible for, as various African countries have found out throughout the, year, the years, to, to dic- try to control inflation by legislating for the price of things. It only ever keeps it bottled up for a while. You end up with scarcities and you end up with an inflationary problem, which is even worse when you take these restraints off. But this is still the language here that the government ought to control inflation by basically legislating to cap prices, is a classic left-wing response to this. I think it's a good fit for Keir Starmer, and uh, I'm struck to see so many Tory supporters um, think he's got the right idea as well. And Katie, presumably one of the reasons that Conservative-leaning voters are attracted by this is that the government has gone AWOL or in the words of uh, the Labour front bench, it's turned into a, a zombie government. Boris Johnson's on holiday again this week. He's been very clear in meetings with the energy companies that he can't make any fiscal decisions. Is, is there any movement on that? Are we going to, to hear anything in the, the next week or so, particularly as we get more details of what the price cap is going to be later next week? Yeah, as you say, you find out on the 26th of August what the cap will be, and, and then we'd expect some of the campaigns, well, specifically Rishi Sunak's, to say more. But I think what you point to is the fact there is obviously a vacuum in the at the heart of government at the moment because Boris Johnson isn't really able to make any key decisions. We saw what happened last week when Nadim Zohri tried to play Chancellor, and then he had that showdown meeting that was you know briefed out by Treasury officials, and they were talking about one of the things could be strengthening the windfall tax. Now, that is what Keir Starmer is doing in order to pay for his proposal today or pay a, a part of it. But that quickly had a furious briefing from the Liz Trust camp, who, uh, you know, you had sources telling Coffee House that this was the, the wrong idea, trying to link it to Rishi Sunak, even though he is no longer Chancellor. But effectively, I think what you can take away from it is a strong opposition to the idea of extending the windfall tax and this view that is unconservative and it's not going to be helpful. And that's why I think going to Fraser's point, which is we have seen the past obviously Labour floating an idea like this initially the Tories are aghast and there are some Tories who are immediately criticizing this but nothing official yet from the two camps and yet Labour hammer and hammer at it it's popular it becomes a a policy that people associate with Labour and eventually the Tories relent under pressure now if we go along with the idea that right now Liz Truss as all the polls suggest is the most likely person to be the next Prime Minister I think there is a question as to whether they would adopt it as Rishi Sunak 
Sunak adopted the windfall tax previously. I think how critical Liz Truss has been about windfall taxes in the past and Kwasi Kwarteng, who is most likely to be her chancellor pick, makes it quite tricky when you combine that with briefings last week from her camp against windfall taxes to do something like this to fund a plan. So could they go for this plan but not use the windfall tax to fund it? Well, she's already quite limited in terms of her options because we know Liz Truss's priority is tax cuts. And therefore, I think we reach a point which is that poll that was mentioned, which is Tory, Tory uh, voters saying that they support it. Now, it could be that the Tory government, once it is up and running again, proposes something else which keeps them satisfied. But I think right now, one of the hardest things to predict about a trust government is when does the kind of the talking tough match of action? Because we don't know if under pressure you know, a few months in, we're going to have a similar situation as before and the Tories do things that they've suggested they're not going to do. Or if actually this time there'll be a, you know, much more, we're going to stick to conservative values when there was a big debate ahead of the windfall tax when Rishi Sunak took it in. Lots of Tory voices, particularly in number 10, didn't want it. Is it the case that with Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng in that scenario, we don't know yet, that the debate is the one where the conservative ideas when they don't do the windfall tax. I think that does beg the question of what exactly will she do? Because all the mood music so far in terms of no handouts, yes, now there might be some handouts, but tax cuts are the priority, suggests that this level of relief uh, could not be coming. One of the things that strikes me as a potential third wave of the Conservatives is to do what um, Macron has just done in France. Now, Macron threatened them with a windfall tax, but instead got all the energy companies to come along and agree. Um, they would basically take a hit. They would basically subsidise it. And so there was a... And as a result, the windfall tax failed in the French Parliament when they had a vote on it. Now, if there were... I mean, obviously, we had last week some attempted dialogue with energy companies. It didn't seem to come to very much. But if the Conservatives were able to come to a voluntary agreement that did not involve taxing the bejesus out of the energy firms yet again, that would be their way of saying, look, there is a a liberal way of handling this problem. But Rishi Sunak completely failed to do that when he was Chancellor. His windfall tax was almost petulant. He got really fed up with the energy companies and and thought, look, if you guys won't invest, I'm just jolly well going to tax you. So he ended up doing exactly what Keir Starmer said. It would be great if somewhere out there was a Conservative that can come up with an idea for this that isn't copied from the Labour Party. And finally, Katie, one of the many criticisms Keir Starmer has had levelled at him over the past few weeks is that he's not been around, he's not been present, uh, he's not been physically present because he's been on holiday. I've got a very important job as leader of the Labour Party, leader of the opposition, but I've also got another job that's really important and that is I'm a dad. Um, And I'm not going to apologise for going on holiday with my wife and kids. It's the first time we've had a a real holiday for about three years. So um, I've been working on this for the best part of two months, including actually when I was on holiday. Um, So this work started a long time ago. But as I say, I'm also a dad um, and um, I'm not going to apologise for going on holiday with my wife and kids. It's interesting because it is actually today the anniversary of the start of the evacuation of Kabul and uh, one of the political features of that chaotic departure from Afghanistan was that quite a few people, including the Foreign Secretary at the time, Dominic Raab, were on holiday. And it's quite surprising, is it not, that once again we have politicians disappearing and not thinking they might take some political flack or are they entitled to a holiday and this is the only chance they're going to get Katie what do you think I I think I think a combination of things ultimately 
it is just unrealistic that a politician is going to take no holiday. But as you say, I think Keir Starmer's defence, I thought, was a, was a pretty convincing one in the sense well I've also you know I'm also a father to my children and I haven't had a holiday in xx amount of time and therefore I should be spending time with them when I can and then you also had Nadim Zahori who was on holiday um a few weeks ago and that was uh, you know what on the same week the Bank of England had that recession warning inflation and again he defended himself saying oh actually everyone works for remotely these days there's no such thing as a pure holiday and I also need to spend time with my family I think the problem with Nadim Zahori's defense is the government is so anti-remote working in many of its policies it's quite confusing to suddenly have one of the you know a leading figure in that government say oh no it's it's great working remotely or so much to that effect because it seems to go against something else I think that with the Labour Party it's really hard to attack Boris Johnson for going on holidays um, you know, and acting as though he's completely absent if, you know, during a crisis, if you also, you know, by that extension, I think you should argue, well, the Labour leader then would also be around. And you can say it's the leader of the opposition, but if you want to be prime minister, I think you need to act in the way that you would want, uh, you know, the person currently in the role to be acting. And I was um, presenting Times Radio yesterday, and we had John Trickett on, uh, Labour MP, and his point was, well, no, Boris Johnson has had two holidays. And I think as soon as you get to the period where you're saying, well, Boris Johnson can't have two holidays, but Keir Starmer can have one. I, I just think at that point, maybe we need to, you know, it can't just be a problem when one person does it. And perhaps in the middle of a cost of living crisis, if Labour are going to say there's a vacuum, I think it does make it harder for Keir Starmer to have been away at that period. So I think it's more about whether you can be charged with hypocrisy in the way you're doing it than going on the holiday itself. I think the charge stuck because um, Keir Starmer's leadership in general is seen to be absent even when he's actually at work. Now, that's why it hurt him. The holidays are typically when opposition parties can make hay. So if I were Keir Starmer, I would have ta- taken my holiday someplace else. You, you would have worked out, OK, this is a good time to be active, to be making these arguments. Um, so I think this is why it hurt him. I mean, having just come back from a lengthy three-week holiday in Sweden, I'm in no um, position to criticise anybody for taking holiday, but I suspect listeners of his podcast didn't exactly miss me. You know, you can have holidays in a way where the job can be done pretty effectively when you're away. I'm not sure that happened in Keir Starmer's case. And there's a vacuum into which horror of horror Gordon Brown eventually filled. This might be his last summer in opposition, though. You never know. Thank you, Fraser. Thank you, Katie. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Coffee House Shots. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a rating and review. And to keep up to date with the world of Westminster, sign up for Unrivaled Insight and Analysis with Isabel Hardman's Evening Blend newsletter, delivered to your inbox every weekday evening. Sign up at www.spectator.co.uk forward slash evening hyphen blend.